0: Same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old life. If you're trying to fill the same old holes inside. Well there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's the pain taker. If you feel lost, he's the way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. We've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. Oh, there's a better life. Yeah, there's a better life. If you got pain, he's the pain taker. If you feel lost, he's the way maker. If you need freedom or saving, he's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, well he's a chain breaker. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify, testify. If you believe it, if you receive it, if you can feel it, somebody testify. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, well saving, He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Oh, if you need freedom, well saving, He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, well he's a chain breaker.
1: praise this morning. He is worthy of all of our praise and he is here today with us. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit says we continue lifting our voices and praising Jesus today because he is still alive, he is well on the throne, and he is here with us today. God we welcome you into this place today as we sing our next song oh come to the altar that's where we're at today Lord in this world you're wanting us to come to the altar to come to your feet to lay our burdens down to lay our cares down to lay our worries down to lay everything that we are down at your feet Lord God and declare that Jesus is Lord Jesus is Savior Jesus is King and you still sit on the throne in the midst of anything that goes on in the world, Lord. We ask, Lord, as we continue worshiping you in song, that we will just lift our voices knowing and claiming the promises that you have given us. We love you, we worship you, Lord, and we adore you as we come to your altar.
0: Within. Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of your sin? is calling. Bring your sorrows and trade them for joy. From the ashes of new life is born. Jesus is calling. Oh. Okay. guys, I would like you to lift your voices with us. We don't have music for this one. This is just going to be us, okay? We're one team, all right? So, we're going to sing How Great Thou Art this morning because our God is great and he's bigger than anything going on. So, we're going to lift our voices and praise him this morning.
1: And I want you to wish Laura well today. This, I'm sorry. This is her last Sunday with us. Her and her husband are um, heading down to Virginia, right? Heading to Virginia. And we are honored and just, I'm so Pleased today that I've gotten the opportunity to come back and lead, but also to lead with Laura on her Sunday. So let's just give her a hand. She has been such a wonderful part of our ministry, her and her husband Charles and their children. So as we sing, "How great Thou art," let's just praise Jesus for servants that have the heart of God. Sorry, oh, Laura's gonna
0: sing it. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Oh my God when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made I see the stars I hear thy power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul sings my soul, my Savior God, to shall bow with humble adoration and then proclaim my God how great thou art then sing
2: Thankful for the word of God this morning, the rock that we can build our life upon. Let's just go to the Lord in prayer. And as we go to the Lord in prayer, I just want to ask you this morning to uh, just lift up our congregation. We are meeting mostly online today. And I want to, I just want to thank everyone who's here and online for tuning in. And let's, uh, let's just pause. Today is a national day of prayer. And I'm going to ask you, you may be seated for this, so that you may be seated. Let's just start with prayer this morning, and uh, we're going to go to the Lord. It's the national day of prayer, been declared by our government, and I'm going to ask you to go to the Lord in prayer. Shall we pray? Father God, we come before you, and we realize that you are God. We realize that there is none like you. There is none beside you, and there will be no one ever, ever will compete with your glory. God, we come to you and we ask you this morning for our broken land right now, Lord, our broken world. We lift it up to you. We pray for our leaders, Lord, our, our leaders of, the, uh, uh, of the, the, the president, his cabinet. We pray for the senators. We pray for our local officials, our governor. Lord, we lift up all of our leaders to you and we ask that you'll be with them as, they, as you are the one who gives them these decisions, Lord. God, we thank you for this opportunity that we may come this morning, that we may gather a few of us here, but many, many online. And as we gather and we lift you up, Lord, we, uh, we're going to honor you. We're going to praise you. We're going to lift the name of Jesus. But God, right now, we seek your face. You said in your word, if your people would turn from their wicked ways, would humble themselves and seek you and pray. Then you would heal. You would heal their land, God. So, God, we call upon you this morning, and I ask you for our land, Lord. We need healing emotionally. We need healing spiritually. We need healing socially. And, Lord, physically now, God, we ask for your protection upon this land in which we live and our brothers and sisters all around the world, Lord. Uh, I know today that many around the world are meeting in small gatherings and we lift that up to you because god you are the king of kings and the lord of lords and you will be praised whether it's a large gathering or a small gathering so lord for our smaller gathering here in the small gatherings and homes all over western pennsylvania right now we ask your power and your might to be upon us and we thank you for what you're doing in this place today in your name we pray amen well i'm I, i'm 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 just going to share with you this morning. And, and by the way, our offering—you can use the offering box as you exit the building today. Uh, if you're online watching, please feel free to go to our, our link on our website, just our online giving, and uh, we want to encourage you to do do so. Uh, but uh, th- this is a unique situation, isn't it? And it's something that everyone is saying, "Well, I've never, uh, I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime." I've only read about these type of things, and I think that's probably true for most of you. We've only read about these type of things. And uh, today, we, you know, we started out last week talking about parables. Today we're going to hit pause as we look at what's happening in the world around us. Because I think that, um, that many people are shaken right now, and many people are broken, and many people are living in fear. And I want to help you this morning. I'm going to give you a few things that, to help you not live in fear because one of the great one of the great things that God says in his word is to fear not fear not and uh and so as you look at the world today you see you see the coronavirus and of course everybody's on edge uh, people are you know the the governors asked us not to meet in gatherings of 250 or more and we are certainly well below that today um, we are we are doing the we are doing best practices from the CDC of uh, of not making contact with other people and just physical contact and, and being cleanliness and all those good things. But it's really disheartening. It's really concerning. The stock market has been dropping, and many of you have watched that this week tumble, and, and maybe for some of you that has caused great concern. Many people are panicking. Many people are going to the grocery store to find whatever they can find. I, I took a little journey out myself the other day and and i couldn 't believe it. I just saw like shelves empty and and, and you, you go into giant Eagle and the first thing is fruits and vegetables there and I was amazed because for the first time in my life, fruits and vegetables were all gone have, 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 Do you notice that like the, all the canned goods were still there, but the, the real food was gone. It was like it, it, it was just cleaned out. So what do we do? What do we do in times like these do we do we just uh, do we ignore it and act like it isn 't happening? Uh, or do we uh, do, do we just kind of live our usual life, or do we just buy extra sanitizer, toilet paper, uh, hide inside, and 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 hoard and prepare for the end of the world? Um, you know what? I don't pretend to be an expert, and I don't know where this is going to go. I I cannot tell you what's going to happen. Several people have asked me what's going on, and here's what I tell you: I don't know, but I know who knows. Did you catch that? I don't know, but I know who knows. And I want to encourage you to say that this morning. I don't know, but I know who knows. Try with me. I don't know, but I know who knows. And that's our friend God. He's our friend. A few weeks ago, I talked to you about how to develop your friendship with God. And I think God has allowed life to slow down significantly for us. And you're going to be able to spend more and more time to be able to develop that friendship. But but I want to encourage you to fear not. Somebody said that uh, fear not was given given 365 times in the Bible, one for each day of the year. And uh, I don't know if that was the significance of 365 times in there, but I'll tell you this, that it was given because we as humans have a lot of fear. And as humans, we, we go through life issues. And things are up and things are down. And God says to fear not. We have legit issues. I'll tell you what, whenever I go into the grocery store and I see everything gone, it is a legit issue. Uh, whenever you think of the thought of uh, of disease that is uh, potentially harmful. And, and you know, I'm th- I'll be honest with you, I'm thankful for the land in which we live. As you study pandemics, they they have this huge bell curve. And then they kind of level out. And what they're trying to do by, by discouraging large gatherings and, and controlling a lot of this is, is just to level that curve, to, to make it a little bit calmer. And so when you understand that that, that we're, not in, uh, we're not in lockdown, we're, we're just practicing some good behavior whenever there's a, a potential threat like this running around. But as I was standing in Giant Eagle the other night, I went in and I looked and I, I noticed that things were gone. And, and, I, and I walked through and I, you know, of course, uh, you know, all the things that you want are gone, right? But everything that you don't want is there. And so I started throwing a couple of those things in. And, and I was surprised that frozen pizzas were still left, folks. Okay? Frozen pizzas. And I just said, well, I, I, I think I can live off a few of those, right? And, uh, and And as I was in there, I was over at the... West Mifflin, Johnny, and about 20 people flooded into the store. And they came over from Walmart and they were in panic. And they said, Walmart just closed because there's no more food over there. And, and I said, oh my goodness, I've never heard that in my life. I've never heard of, uh, a, 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 these big stores going under. Uh, not, not going under, but just going out of their stock in that quick of a moment. And people are panicking. People are living in fear. And so today, as I was walking around the grocery store, I want you to know that, that, that I had a peace. And as I looked at the empty fruit shelves, man, I'll tell you what, it's easy to have fear. Because I've never seen that in my lifetime. But I realized that God just started to speak to me, a giant eagle. And this is what God's going to do for you because He is with you. Oh, I love this verse. Look here. Joshua 1, nine. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I'm in Giant Eagle. And this verse comes to my mind. and I'm thinking, okay, God. I, 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 see, I see people and I see people that are hurting. And, I, and, and, and it's just like, wow, all around me there's, there's hopelessness. And, and as I looked at the empty shelf, I had one thought. Whenever I looked up to God, I had another thought. And this is what I want to encourage you to do, folks. As, how do we respond to this? Is to not look at the news, not look at the social media, not look at the empty shelves, but to look up. The book of Psalms says, I looked up to the hills from whenceforth comes my help. I looked up unto God. And so today I want to encourage you to, to look up unto God and, and not focus on the empty shelf, uh, not focus on the potential threats, but focus on whose side that we are on. Amen. We are on the winning side, folks. No matter what happens, God is in control. Can we thank God this morning? Let's lift him up. Let's praise him. Um, No matter what happens, and this is the verse, I want you to commit this to your heart. Because I have, for me, as I stepped up to the leadership of the church, this verse meant a lot to me. And as I step up, and folks, we will lead this church through these times. As your shepherd, I want you to know I care about you, I love you, and I'm praying for you. And we are going to be the church through these times. Oh, it may look a little different. Uh, we, we may not necessarily be here. We'll, we'll make these decisions week by week, whether we have an online only or we're here and online. But I want to encourage you today that uh, that we will, we will walk by faith. You see, he says, I have commanded you be strong and of good courage. You know what courage does, folks? Courage looks fear in the face. We all will face fear. You will have fear. God has to tell us, do not be afraid. Do not fear. Because we have fear. And he keeps bringing us back to his character. When when the angel came to announce his presence, he says, fear not, for I bring you something good. I bring you good news. And so today I want you to know that our God, is the, this is the good news. He says, do not be afraid, for the Lord your God is with you. Wherever you go. And so as I was walking around the grocery store, uh, isn't it amazing in times like this how strangers will all of a sudden start to talk to you? Did you ever notice that? Like, I go in the grocery store and I'm a friendly person, but people don't typically come up to me and say, hey, what do you think? I'm, you know, I'm just trying to find a can of tuna or something, you know? And, and, and this person, this lady comes up to me and she goes, can you believe this? I've never seen it. And we had this great conversation. And you know what I was able to do? I was able to tell her that the Lord is with me. And that there is no need for fear right now. We bring to Jesus, Jesus, and and, and we drop some seeds of the gospel into that person's life. Um, You know, today we we have, you know, everything's canceled around us. uh, All the sporting events are canceled. Schools are canceled. Travel bans. We have everything happening. But I want you to know that God says, I am not taken by surprise. Do you think that God was sitting on his throne and said, oh, I didn't know about the coronavirus? No, folks. God knows, and He has a plan, and His plan is greater. And 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 this is what we get to come to. And so, as followers of Jesus this morning, as followers of Jesus, I want to encourage you here that um, as followers of Christ, we have to think differently than the world thinks. We think differently than the world thinks. Um, Right now, the world is uh, is when the world comes to panic and tragedy, they go to panic. Crisis. uh, Folks, we have a crisis on our hands. But in the moment of crisis, and, and listen, I'm not diminishing this at all. I'm telling you, we have a crisis. But we don't have to be afraid. Because God is with you. Now, I will give you that, and you can build your life upon that. God is with you. And so this is the difference of how we think versus how the world thinks. The world thinks vastly different. The world says um, uh, everything is going to go awry. We're never going to make it back after this. Things that, uh, and, and goes to the end. So fear is between the rumor and the fact. The rumor and the fact. So the fact is we have a crisis. The rumor are the things that you hear going on in your mind right now. The things that you hear uh, that other people may bring to you or or even other media things that, well, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if. And so that's where fear lives. And so for right now, we, we live here. Yes, we have a crisis and we will deal with it. We will attend to it. But we have to think differently than the world thinks. Look here at Romans 12.2. He says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. I, I want to encourage you, let us come to faith. Let us come to faith. In Psalm 23, God tells us, the psalmist says, uh, I, uh, the, the good shepherd, he takes care of him. And, and it's so powerful when you think about that, the good shepherd, he says, I, the Lord is my shepherd, he is all I want. I have everything that I need. God will be your provider. God will be your sustainer. And, uh, and, and so as we come to this, we have to understand that we get to live by faith. We are not of this world. Therefore, we do not conform to this world, okay? We, we are not of the world. We, we're in it, but we're not of it. So we get to live by faith this morning. And as we get to live by faith, faith does not always have... You cannot always see what's going to happen. We can't always see the future. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you three thoughts this morning that are going to really help you to uh, overcome fear. Number one is to live by faith, not by fear. Um, Jesus said in John fourteen one, he's getting ready to go to the cross. He's been with the twelve disciples, and as they are going, as he's getting ready to go to the cross, they don't know what's coming. He's telling them things like, "I'm going to be leaving. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I leave, I'll come again and bring you back to myself." And so we we see all this this heavy stuff, but he says, "Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God." Believe also in me. And I want to encourage you today. Do not let your hearts be troubled. The, the, the circumstances of our world are volatile right now. And it is very concerning. But God says in the midst of all this, do not let your heart be troubled. And I love that because he says, who's in, who's in charge of your hearts troubling? It's not your circumstance. It's you. Do not let. Do not let your heart. So what I have to do is as I see these information and I and I process all this this morning, I start to process and I say, okay, I cannot let my heart be troubled. Believe in God. And he doesn't just say, hey, have good willpower. <laughs> you see what the difference is? He says, you believe in God, believe in Jesus. Uh, he is there. He continues on in John fourteen twenty seven. He says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Um, we're, many people are worried about many things today. And I want to encourage you to take the peace of God. Let's read this verse aloud together. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Folks, these are not my words. These are the words of the Almighty. Jesus was president in creation. And here on earth, he tells us, he says, listen, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled because you believe in me and he will give you peace. God will give you peace this morning. But you have to come and you have to experience His peace. I, I love how this translation, this is from the New Living Translation, the very same verse, John fourteen seven. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of heart and mind. Do you realize that's really a gift today, isn't it? Like, peace is a gift. The, the, the world may crumble around me, but I have peace. And so as I was walking in the grocery store, and I'm, and I'm seeing people that are overwhelmed, and, and at moments, I could have been overwhelmed. And, and I was able to go to that peace. Concern, but yet peace. And I just had the Spirit of God talking inside of me, telling me that, Ken, do you remember whose child you are? You are the son of God. And you know, that's what God wants to do for you. He wants, he wants to talk to you like that. And, but you know what? He, he's not going to be louder than the, than the things that you're hearing. You have to turn them off and you have to listen. And so as I saw people in panic, I, I walked through the grocery store. I said, God, somehow use me. God, give me more of a mission here tonight than to find a few items for the house. God, use me. May I, may I let somebody see a person of peace. And so, He says it's a gift. You know, peace is a gift. And, and what do you do with the gift? You have to open it. We, we talk about that at Christmas about eternal life. If you have, if God has given you eternal life, you have to open it. Well, He's also given you the gift of peace. And you have to open it. But what sadly many believers do is they leave peace over there and, and they get rattled by their concerns. And, and here's, see, here's where here's where he says so differently. He says, I do not give you peace like the world gives. How does the world give peace? Everything will get better. It's going to be all right. God says, my peace is not dependent on your circumstances. Whoa, and when I get around some people that have lived a lot longer than me, and they, just, they tell me about peace, and I'm like, please, t- keep talking to me. Keep talking to me. Because I need to see somebody who's lived this a little longer than me. And I love it because their life is stable. They're on Jesus Christ. And that's what God's called us to do today, is to be people of peace. And I want to encourage you, take God's gift of peace. Go home today and open it up. Memorize a few of these verses. Take Joshua one nine. Commit that to memory. Take this verse here, John 14.27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. The peace I give you, the world cannot give. We have something that the world cannot give to us and that the world cannot produce on their own. It is peace. Consider, consider the, the statements in the, in the Old Testament when the psalmist wrote this. The psalmist in 118, verse 6 says, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. Why are we not to be afraid? Because the Lord is with us, folks. The Lord is with us. Remember I said, I don't know, but I know who knows. And he's with me. He's with me. He's with you. You don't have to know what's going on, but you know who knows. And when you know that, it just changes everything. You have this great trust and this peace. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And he was talking about opposition and the enemy. What what can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He keeps saying it. He keeps saying, the Lord is with me. Verse 7, the Lord is with me. He's my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. I'm going to be victorious. The Lord is with me. Verse 8, it is better to take refuge in in the Lord than to trust in man. It's better to take your refuge in God in Jesus than to trust in anything else. Take your refuge in Him this morning. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes, verse 9. Than to trust in princes. Uh, you know, today is the National Day of Prayer. And I'm thankful for all of our leaders. All of them. From our local level. I go down and I pray at our supervisors, Union Township Supervisors meeting. I was down there Wednesday night and was praying with those folks. For our township. Can we thank God for a township like that. That invites God into it. Let's thank God for that folks. I want to thank God for that. They've invited me to come in. And I go as often as I can. And I, I go down there. And I just I just thank God for those folks. That are serving our community. And, and, and so I want to encourage you. On this national day of prayer. This is the day we pray for our land. Let's pray for our leaders. Pray for the, the local supervisors. Pray for the mayor of Pittsburgh. Pray for the mayor in Managua, That all these people have decisions that have to be made, and they're not easy decisions. I know the decisions for the church alone are not easy. I want to encourage you to pray for our leaders. Pray for our senators. Pray for our governor. Pray for our president. Pray for our, pray for this land and ask God to direct them. That's what God's called us to do. He says, but here he says, it's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And so I would, I would translate that today that all the powerful people, I will trust in God more than powerful people because powerful people are just that. They're people, but God is on the throne and is the same God that we worship today. This, this verse was written about thousands of years ago. Our God is always present and our God is always good. Would you say that with me this morning? Our God is always present. Our God is always good. Let's say it again. Our God is always present. Our God is always good. Listen, while we are facing all these tough times, we can understand that, uh, that God is always with us. He is always present uh, Second Timothy 1, seven says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but He has given us the spirit of power and of love and sound mind or self-discipline. That, that's, that's God's gift. He's given you not the spirit of fear. Fear does not come from God. Fear comes from looking at circumstances. And God says, don't look at your circumstances. Oh, be concerned. Do diligence. Uh, and that's what we're going to do here. I want to encourage you. Uh, use the hand sanitizer. Uh, do all these different things, but at the end of the day, our God is always good. He's always present, and that is why He has given you not fear, but He's given you the Spirit of power. Um, we're not panicking, and and we have because we have the peace from heaven. Second Corinthians five seven says that we live by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by sight. So this means that what you are seeing happening in our land, we are going to live by faith, not by what you can see. We trust our God. We trust in the name of our God. We have faith that God is working even now. Even now with all the stuff that's happening around us, we know that God is working. And Romans 8:28 is just one of those powerful verses. Look here at Romans 8:28. Let's read this aloud this morning. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We know that in what things? What things? Which ones? Oh, I thought it was just the ones on Sunday that happened at church. I thought it was just whenever you got a raise. I thought it was just whenever you were healthy. No, God says in all things. He works in all things. You are His child. So this is the promise that He has given to you as His child. That He will work in all things. Amen? Let's praise our glorious God. Let's keep lifting Him up on high, for He is worthy. I love worshiping this morning. Whether you're online singing in your living room or you're here in the church, we were praising God and the name of the Lord was praised. And I'll tell you what, folks, as we move forward, we are called to care. We are called to care. We're called to raise him up, but the next thing is we are called to care. Uh, as we no longer live by faith, all right? As we long, no longer live by fear, but by faith, the next step is to be called to care. We we are not called to be selfish. And uh, and this, this will be a challenge for us as we move forward here and see what happens here. But uh, we are called to care. Look at what Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4 say. It says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. You see, without Christ, we tend to only think about ourselves. Without Christ, without without a walk with God, without, without having Him in your life, it's easy to go to ourself. And so I want to encourage you. I, I was so encouraged. One of our members sent in a note already. And they said this. They said, I would like to go to the grocery store for some of the elderly people in our church that are at risk. This is the beginning of Christianity. Philippians 2 says, don't be selfish. I don't think we have to go hoarding. We don't have to worry. Because God's our provider. He's our protector. I don't have to... Uh, I Yeah, you yeah, it weighs heavy on you. You want to be the provider. But I also thought, i got to be the provider? No, no, no. God's the provider. And I do diligence. And I'm not sitting around doing nothing. But I'll tell you what, when you go to that grocery store, grab something for your neighbor. And watch what God will do. And in a moment like this, Just watch what God will do. Uh, you, you may be the lucky one that gets the fine toilet paper. Get a pack for your neighbor. Get a pack for your neighbor. And, and you see, I want to encourage you because there's so much that's going to go on. There's so much. And it's like, you know what? We are going to, we're going to show that we are called to care. Like we are going to care for number one in our church, the elderly, the widows, the orphans in our church, right? I, I want you to know that's the mandate of Jesus, and we will do what God says. Amen. Let's thank God for His word to guide us through times like these, because that's what He's called us to do. And uh, we we will not be selfish. We will not try to impress anybody. He says, "Don't don't look on don't look only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. Take an interest in other people." You know, during the early church, they faced Persecution, extreme persecution. And I don't think that they went down to the Jerusalem Walmart and started hoarding everything. I think that they did what I see here in Acts 2. Look what it says. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their possession, their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Wow. It's not selfish, is it? And so as we move forward, folks, God's given the church a mission right now. God has given the church a mission. Every day they continue to meet. So how will our meeting look like in the future? I don't know. I pray that this is just a few weeks and we're back to normal schedule. But I don't know what God is going to do. We may be meeting in homes and, and, and totally online in the weeks to come. We're going to make those decisions week by week by week. But I want to encourage you as we do that to understand that God is still with us. And whether we gather in small groups in homes, we gather online, we're still gathering. Amen? That The name of the Lord will not... Will not be will not not be praised. Amen. Let's praise Him right now. Thank our great God. He is so wonderful. Let's thank Him this morning. All right. Thank our great God. He's that's who He is. And I'm thankful for the tools that He's given us that we can still gather, whether it's in small groups that may be four or five people together in a home watching service online, like many are doing this morning. Um, it, it may be uh, just uh, j- just throughout the week. And I want to encourage you because it says that the early believers, they got together. Hebrews 10.25 says that they did not forsake getting together. So this doesn't mean that we have to be in a large group, but it means that we have to be connected. So I want to encourage us as a church this week. Let's not be selfish. Let's be called to care. And I want to ask every one of you to start looking and, and take, take on to your own initiative to call somebody. hey. What do you need? And you know, most people say, I'm okay. Get them something anyhow. Bring home a, a dozen eggs for that person, um, you know, or, or whatever. And, and just, just bless somebody in the name of Jesus. And watch what the Spirit of God will do as we take our mind off of ourself and off of this circumstance and put it on to Jesus and do what he's called us to do. And verse 46 says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Hearts. So, this morning, I, I, want, I want to encourage you. No matter what happens in the days that come, we know that we do not have to fear. We have God. He is with us. Amen? He is with you. He will never leave you. I, one of my favorite verses is from Hebrews. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And as a kid, I remember I used to put this on my hand, and I would just go like this. I will never leave you. And I want you to do that with me this morning because hopefully you're going to have your hand this week. Let's try that. Take your hand out, all right? Hopefully you don't lose your hand, right? (laughs) Some of you caught that, alright? right? Hopefully you don't lose your hand. Let's take your hand out. Let's try it. All together. I will never leave you. Isn't that cool? You don't need, need anybody else's hand. You don't need hand sanitizer for that, right? Let's try it. I will never leave you. And I want you to remember that because that's a verse of scripture right out of the book of Hebrews. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Oh, it may be bad out. Oh, it, sickness may come. Famine may come. Uh, hard times may come. But God says he will never, ever leave you. And the, the the church. I want, I want to share with you. This is our time. This is our time for our generation, church. This is our moment to shine. And and as we go, as we move forward this morning, I want to I want to encourage you. Let's be the church. Let's let's not be living um, in fear in in panic. But let's be the people that God's called us to be. The world needs you to stand up today. And, and listen, God has called us for such a time as this. I was, I was considering a few thoughts and I thought, you know what? Pastor John was here for 47 years as the pastor of the church and he had many trials, many, many crises that he led the church through. And as I was praying this week, I thought, he never had a corona. Literally. (laughs) Never had a coronavirus, right? He never, uh, he never, he never faced something like When the CDC gets on the news and tells everybody. And and, and you know what? Church, this is our moment. This is our moment. As you look in church history, they did not run from tragedy. They ran in the face of it. And I want us to be the people of God who will run in the face of it and be the hands and feet of Jesus because this is how God will work. You know when it's dark out? the light shines really bright. Have you ever noticed it? When it's dark, the light shines really bright. We are the light. I love what Matthew 5.14 says. It says that you, you are the light of the world. A city, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. This is, this is me and you. We are the light of the world. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that everyone may see your good deeds and glorify the Father in heaven. And folks, I want to encourage you, let your light shine. Oh, it's the circumstances are hard. There's a crisis, but let's be the people of God. Let's not live in fear. Let's live by faith. Uh, Let's be the people who will let our light shine. Let's move forward in faith. Let's be called to care and let the light of God shine. God's called us. We are the ones who have the hope. Jesus died on the cross. He rose from the grave. In a few weeks, we'll be celebrating Easter when we talk about the hope of the resurrection. Folks, this is where the hope of the resurrection comes in, right here, right now. Jesus died and He rose again and He offers you eternal life. He says, if you'll trust Me, I will give you eternal life. We are the dispensers of hope. When darkness is bright, the light gets brighter. So I want to, I want to encourage you. You go out there and you turn the light on right now. It's really dark and it's going to get bright. And let's go out and let's be the lights. Let's go live for Jesus. Matthew 6.33 says this. "says But seek first... His kingdom seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. He had just got done talking about the basic needs, food, clothing. He he says, listen, your heavenly father knows all about this and he's going to be your provider. He's going to be the one who takes care of you. It's not it's not what you can do. It's not the, the things of the land. It's God. And then he says this, the very next word he says, therefore, therefore, because you're seeking God and because God promised to give you and take care of you, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry. Worry is concern without God. He says, go to your concern and put God in there. And do not worry what tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Today I want to close with this thought here, and I love this, this, this phrase. It's probably one of my last slides there. It says, don't be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Corey Tinboom, when she was in the Nazi German Concentration camps fighting for her life. She learned that lesson. She was a survivor of the concentration camps. And her testimony is that do not be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And this morning, folks, I would encourage you our God is alive. Amen. Our God is real. He has not been taken by surprise. And you do not have to live in fear. You do not have to live in panic. As we continue the next few weeks, we're just gonna, we're just gonna live there. We're gonna trust our future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. When somebody asks you what's going on, you can say, I don't know, but I know who knows. And then I want to encourage you to be the light and say, would you like to know? Who knows? Can I offer your name to him? Now, you you, you could say something like this. I I don't know what's going on, but I know who knows. I have a special friendship with God. Would you like me to give him your name? And let's begin to pray that way. And folks, let's pray for our town. Pray for our community. Pray for our country. Let's bow in prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, this is the national day of prayer. God's called us as His people, and, and we are the remnants. We are His people in this world. And so, whether you're online, I want to encourage you to join me in prayer right now if you're watching online. If you're here in the, in the church, I want you to pray. Let's seek God Almighty. Let's give the unknown future to the known God. He will guide us. He will lead us. First of all this morning if you've not trusted Jesus wherever you are whether you're online or you're in the auditorium if you've not yet trusted Jesus I want to invite you to saving faith and just place your trust in him call out on God and you can just say something like this dear God I need you I need a savior I'm a sinner And I'm turning to you, God. I'm repenting of my ways and coming back to you. You died on the cross. You paid for my sin. You came back to life again for me. God, I invite you into my heart, into my soul right here, right now. And all over this place, all over western Pennsylvania right now, as you're watching online, you're watching on, streaming all over the world, I want to invite you to trust Jesus right now. He died for you. He's given you the power to not live in fear. And for all of us today, I want to, I want to just close our service and just pray. I'm just going to walk you through a few things to pray for. And so, so first of all, let's just pray for our local officials. Would you lift up the people in your, the, the leaders in your town this morning? Uh, Bethel Park, South Park, Monongahela, Pittsburgh, just all over this greater Pittsburgh area. Just lift up to the Lord and say their name before God. God be with our leaders and give them wisdom. God be with Mayor Bill Peduto, we ask your hand upon him. For City Council in Pittsburgh, we ask your hand upon him. Upon that team. God, for our Union Township Board of Supervisors, I ask your hand upon them. For from the, the local officials in Bethel Park, South Park. McMurray, Cannonsburg, Peters Township, uh, Monongahela, Denora, Manesson, all over the valley, Lord. We lift this town up to you. God, this is our moment to shine. We pray for our leaders. And so, God, I pray that you will call your people to be people of prayer as we lift our leaders up to you. Now I'm going to ask you to pray for your neighbor. I don't know your neighbor's name. You do. Would Would you pray for your neighbor and just ask God to allow you to be a purveyor of hope. That you would be able to dispense the hope of Jesus and the love of God and help them with the the true Jesus who will change their life. Pray for the safety of our people in our local area. Pray for their health. Just ask God to keep this virus out of our town. To, to keep it as a as a minimum, God God is God is way bigger than this virus. Let's give it to God and ask Him to do His work this morning. And for many other ailments that people are dealing with, lift lift this town up. The people of Pittsburgh, God, we ask for Pittsburgh, our western Pennsylvania region, the tri-state area, God. We lift our local town. You said if your people who are called by your name will humble themselves and pray that you would do the work, God. So we come before you and we lift up to you, almighty God. Thank you for the gift of peace that we have. And what a refreshing it is to come into your throne room right now. Would you continue to pray now? Pray for our governor, Governor Wolf. Lift him up before God and, 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 and his team of leaders that he has. For our senators. For our president. For international leaders around the globe right now that are concerned. God we come before you and we lift up all of these leaders and I ask for your presence upon them Lord. I ask for you to move in a way that only you will get the glory of God. Speak to each one Lord. You said that you hold the heart of the king in your hand so God for each one of our leaders we lift them up to you God and God on this day of prayer we humble ourselves in the sight of an almighty God and we realize that you are God there is none besides you that we come and we honor you and we bless your name because you are the great God. How great you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Aren't you glad to be here this morning? Thank you for joining us online. Let's thank God this morning. Let's lift him up. God bless you. You are dismissed. Please don't shake anybody's hands today.